16 ounces of body and soul grew to visible perfection in the safety of my womb. Sometimes I still can imagine Bella kicking within me. All the more reason why every feeling revolts at seeing her outside of me, before it was time, before she was strong. Did I fail to protect her? She shifted in the isolate, hand releasing the gray line. I saw it then. To this day, I wish I had imagined it, that there was a mistake. Pinky finger and index finger rested on top of the two middle fingers, points touching. There was my sign. That natural and simple movement had shattered my hope, because my sweet little girl had just displayed one of the classic markers for trisomy 18. The doctors had tried to prepare me. As Bella grew in me, they knew that something was off, but without prenatal testing, they were unable to determine exactly what. A rare genetic disorder called trisomy 18 was only one of the possible diagnoses. But no, not that, I had thought. I was so sure, so sure. We had given away our baby things and thought we were moving into the next phase of life, but God had other plans and blessed my womb once more with another child. Surely he would protect her. But doctors had done tests, confirming what I had never dreamed possible. As a nurse, I knew what this meant. Of the 10% of babies with trisomy 18 who survive birth, 90% don't make it to their first birthday. The prognosis was terrifyingly bleak. The odds were stacked against her. My little girl, my Bella, had an extra 18th chromosome in every cell of her body, making a genetic code doctors call incompatible with life. Lungs shutting down, holes in her heart, kidney problems, and severe intellectual disability were horrors we should expect. Like the blood pounding in my head, the list of symptoms boomed like a frosted iron hammer pummeling my heart. Yet for some reason I needed to see for myself. I had to look at my darling little girl and see some physical manifestation of the fatal condition she was dealt. Her delicate hands, those five fingers, they were my sign that she did in fact have trisomy 18. Within those whitewashed halls, I had no concept of time. It passed like water running through my fingers. My husband Rick and I were ghosts in a hollow world that was frozen inside hospital windows. Cheap lines provided a thin veil between the fragility of the ill and the vivacity of the healthy world. Stooped shoulders, cold acidic coffee, rubbing alcohol, dripping IVs, beeping monitors, and white walls defined my physical reality. A haze had come over me, my eyes never free of tears. I had so many questions and no answers to satisfy the screaming voice in my head that asked, Why? My child had been given a death sentence. Scrub doctors with words of compassion that felt hollow and insincere told us mere days remained until her body would fail her. No surgery could fix this. No medicine heal it. Fruit baskets and flowers filled my hospital room as I recovered from the C-section. Rick and I were supposed to be receiving congratulatory cards celebrating the birth of a new life. Instead, paper notes with cheap expressions of sympathy mocked me from my bedside table. Did they make cards for staying alive, not just getting well? And then there was the silence from those who did not even acknowledge Bella's life. It was as if she did not exist.
they appeared to ignore everything that made my Isabella Maria unique and wonderful. My heart was angry and bitter, lashing out in response to such acute sorrow. When my other children were born, we were overflowing with joy and left the hospital within 24 hours. Would my new little one know nothing but the sterile cage? Hurt and anger burned through me, searing hot in my veins. I felt heat and with it some sense of life again. How can life and death be dealt in the same hand at the same moment? My hands rested on my stomach, feeling the stitches from the C-section, the first I'd ever had. Five fingers skimmed the coarse line that held my incision together. I winced in discomfort as I flexed my stomach muscles. The pain was horrible at first, but not now. There was an ache, a dull ache. This six-inch stitch line was a tangible representation of those scars left on my heart by a different kind of scalpel. Time would heal the gashes.